girls also have money. You're talking about girls in poor countries, maybe. No, I'm talking about that sometimes guys are like flirting with girls but trying to pretend that they have money or something. Yeah, pretend that's, un that's uncool. Yeah. Pretending in general is uncool. Yeah, so then... Uh, it's not about like it's being... I, ca I can't go out in a bar and expect people to buy me drinks. You still do that a lot in Berlin. How did I do that? I don't know. You are kind of people giving you drinks all the time I saw and you didn't turn them down. Okay, that's because I was a celebrity in Berlin. That's yeah, the only reason. Okay, you, so could, you have to, as a you man. You could have called, turned them down if you wanted to be honest. Yeah, so you have to work yourself up to some kind of celebrity status to be able to get drinks as a guy. Well, <laughs> as a woman, you just have to have tits, so be a little Cute bit beautiful. Guys. Cute guys. Cute guys. drinks. I uh, also okay. have been buying drinks to guys. Sorry to say, I bought a lot of drinks to guys here in Mexico. But this woman <laughs> we're going to talk to, she's a prostitute or escort or she's using the capitalistic society the are patriar you recording this yeah the patriarchic society against uh, the man i guess or against the system or the society me i i i realized that many women i was with lately was maybe after other things uh, they think i have a lot of money and i'm actually an activist i have nothing and then when they realize that they're just like oh fuck he's just a fucking freak he has nothing really except from my attitude Well, you always try to tell them, like, the future, your illusion of the future, how beautiful it will be, and their house, and their this and that. And you're I don't know why no woman come to me ever. Now we got, uh, actually, she's coming. Why we have, uh, fuck, now we got a visitor in the studio, shit. Okay, we are going Are you getting ready? I'm got getting ready. We're going to talk to someone working with sex. I'm afraid of women. Um, I hope she's an honest woman. I, I guess like that's the thing. If you say, I do this for this and this, it's kind of okay. But if you somehow use the sexy parts you have to get what you want and the person that gives you what you want don't know what you actually are after and for what reason and for how long time, then it's somehow like cheating a little bit. But it's up to... The people, no, people can do what the fuck they want, I guess. There we see It's her. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's a great day. Welcome to the Bipolar Circle and the birthday show. Today it's the birthday of... I don't know, who's the birthday? It, let's, it's your birthday. Can you please... Not my birthday! Well, <laughs> today, well, we don't know. It could be the first day in your <laughs> life. Uh, all your life before might have been a dream. You might have imagined it. And this is the first time you are going to present yourself, uh, who you are, your you. Uh, who are you? So I'm Aubrey. I'm uh, an in ind independent sex worker in Canada. Wow. Really? Inde <laughs> independent sex worker? That means like you have no, no like pimp or something? That means you like you control That's your right. own sex worker myself. career? That's right. And I own my own small business. <laughs> okay, so how does sex work in Canada work? Um, well, here legally we have partial decriminalization. 
So it's legal for me to sell sexual services, but it's illegal for my clients to buy them. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> unfair a little bit, no? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very stupid law. And so you basically, you're like, a, you're like, a, you're tricking innocent guys into like criminality then? No, no, I'm definitely not tricking anybody into anything. Um, it was always illegal in Canada and then uh, it became partially decriminalized. I'd like to see it fully decriminalized. I heard uh, something about in Canada, actually prostitutes get uh, got support, uh, got uh, financial support during the Corona crisis. Did you get some money for not being able to work during this crisis? Um, yeah, so it wasn't specific for sex workers. It was um, the SERB benefit, which was for any employed individual, including self-employed individuals. So I qualified as a self-employed individual during the first wave of the pandemic. There hasn't been anything further. <laughs> a sex worker is a person who is employed in the sex industry. The term is used in reference to all those in all areas of the sex industry, including those who provide direct sexual services. Some sex workers are paid to engage in sex acts or sexually explicit behavior which involves varying degrees of physical contact with clients, prostitutes and some but not all professional dominants. Pornographic models and actors engage in sexually explicit behavior which is filmed or photographed. Phone sex operators have sexually oriented conversations with clients and may do verbal sexual role play. Other sex workers are paid to engage in live sexual performance such as webcam sex and performers in live sex shows. Some sex workers perform erotic dances and other acts for an audience. These include striptease, go-go dancing, lap dancing, neo-burlesque, and peep shows. Sexual surrogates work with psychoanalysts to engage in sexual activity as part of therapy with their clients. Thus, although the term sex worker is sometimes viewed as a synonym or euphemism for prostitute, it is more general. Sex worker can refer to individuals who do not directly engage in sexual activity such as pole dancers. Okay, so sex work in Canada now during the pandemic has gone down. What, how do you still do sex work now in this time or? Uh, yeah, I'm still working. It's right now. It's pretty uh, slow. Business is really slow right now with the new COVID variants. People are a little more afraid, I think. And also people just don't have the, the expendable income that they used to have. Everybody's kind of struggling financially. Yeah. Most people are struggling financially anyway. People are, some people are just afraid of shaking each other's hand and giving a hug. Can definitely be difficult with sex work. But I, bing, I got an idea about how to fix your, <laughs> fix your problem, uh, your social sex working problem in Canada. It's like if you invite a customer and you say, okay, you have to pay this amount of money for, for uh, sexual services with me, but I'm also paying you, you ask for a higher amount of money than you want yourself. And then you have to pay him also a little <laughs> bit of money back. So you pay each other. It's like, okay, I take, I take $200 for sex work. Oh, I just take $50 for sex work. Oh, how great. Okay. So you get 150 and I get 50. We're both sex workers. Now we fix the problem. Yeah. I suppose that would be one way to skirt the law for sure. In practicality, like it doesn't seem that there's any prosecution happening of clients. The 
they're not really looking to prosecute clients. What they are trying to crack down on is any kind of trafficking, which includes uh, brothels or anything like that. So that's kind of more where they focus um, on legally. So self-employed uh, sex workers is what the society wish for? It's what we're allowed to do, yeah. We're not allowed to work in any kind of brothel setting, and that includes even just two sex workers working together. Wow, not a... that's not so cool, though. No, it's not so cool. <laughs> no, so, so you do most of your work from home now, alone? You get, like, customers finding you online, or...? Yeah, yeah, I place an ad online and then they contact me and we arrange it. So, so what, I, I have a question just for people. Why did you decide to do a career in sex work? Um, I actually started in the business many, many, many years ago um, when I was in university and I was just uh, a single mom and I was looking for something where I could work fewer hours and make decent money. And that's how I got started. Um, and then I did leave the business. And I, when I did that, I worked in a brothel uh, illegally. <laughs> and then um, I left the business uh, for several years. I did some other things, but I returned to it because I just prefer it. I like it. So, so you really prefer, it's a, it's a work you really feel, feel comfortable we're doing yeah I I love the work um, I love working for myself I love um, the freedom that it allows me in terms of being able to take time off working fewer hours I like interacting with my clients I enjoy it yeah what? so you uh, can so yeah. you as you are self-employed you can pick any customers you want right right what got my attention with your profile online was that you also it said something about that you are kind of using the patriarchic uh, capitalistic society against itself somehow <laughs> I, I hear the little like trickster that is like milking the money machine you just found a way to like get back at the capitalistic society with being a woman or what do you put in that idea um, i don't see it as a way to get back or trick anything i do see it as um making it work for me finding a way to be happy within it
Leona claims that I could work as a sex worker, but I haven't tried, but I see that she many times gets a lot more sexual attention from guys. We all the time have this like discussion about that. She claims that I also get people buy me drinks, but that's in Berlin. And because I was kind of like a famous promo like performance artist in Berlin, people gave me beers because, oh yeah, they wanted to talk to me or something like that. <laughs> something that probably made them annoyed in any way, but I see she just get drinks from being like, she can just be sweet. She don't have to be interesting or nothing. I think this is a little bit unfair. Uh, like that, that is like, I don't, I'm an anti-capitalist in a way, you know? And at the same time, I'm really like, I'm a pro sex worker. I'm a sex worker myself. What, what do you want I to say? I just want to say, if you were a woman, you would be so badass. You would suck on every guy. <laughs> You're just jealous. Yeah, I'm, thing. No, yeah. I, I'm actually looking up to sex workers that are uh, honest about like this. You get for this amount. My problem with women is many times that people somehow abuse my some something from me from another reason, from another intention than what they claim they want in the first place. So then I'm like, okay, then maybe it's better for me to just get a career, get money, and then all the time like. like Order, I want this now in this way. Just like, I want a massage now. I, but then we also live in a very, are you like somehow, how is your relationship to love? Do you, uh, have you ever fallen in love with a customer? Um, yeah, my, my boyfriend was very briefly my client. <laughs> really? So, so, you have, so you have a boyfriend at this time? I do, I have a boyfriend. And how yeah. does he handle you doing sex work? He's very supportive. Okay, because I was, I, I actually had that experience myself. I was with, okay, that woman had borderline personality disorder also, but she was a sex worker also on top or, or like a sugar, the sugar baby, kind of, she was like an escort. And she, before she met, I didn't meet her through that work. I actually met her through Fuck for Forest. She became part of our project. She made erotic photos for our project for free for Saving Nature. And I, we kind of fall in love and then, she told me so, so she was a sex worker and I was okay. I, tr I tried to be okay with that. Like, yeah, I was okay with that. But then I started to be like, we went to Berlin together and she started like, oh, yeah, I can't be with you now because I'm going out with a sugar daddy. But I thought we had some plans for tonight, you know, and then I started to see the conflicts of like her not really having time for me because she got money from other guys for, for being with her. And I start to feel a little bit jealous or something at her customers yeah. have you uh, your, yeah your... i can understand that yeah i think for myself personally my work hours are very clearly defined and so i have really good boundaries around my work it doesn't tend to impact my time with my boyfriend at all but you're a very sexual person it's not like you feel that you have worked. I know people, for example, that no either that is hair, that cutting hair, for example, and they don't want to do my hair, even if they're my friends, because oh, God is my job. No, I don't want to do that. I'm on the free time now. And then you've been working all the day in your like studio and you get home to your boyfriend and he's suddenly like once more. No, and you just fuck this. I just want to watch television. I like turn off. I already had yeah. my relationship to sex. <laughs> I, is it, you never. We have 
really good chemistry, he and I, and I'm always hungry for him sexually. So wow. <laughs> maybe it's like a teaser. Yeah, customers are like teasers, <laughs> yeah. and then you have the bon appetit at home. Yeah, because <laughs> I was this. I was this with my lover also. Actually, I was kind of. I find it kinky that she was a sex worker. The problem was that she didn't show me that I, in the end, were her boyfriend. I think. I think she used that to try to test my limits. I think she, because it got worse and worse how she tested my limits now. It's like, okay, the intention behind it was not really to be nice, never to be nice to me, see how much I can handle. And in the end, I freaked out, I have to, I have to say it. But I was also kind of sexually excited or I found it kinky. That's like, okay, she's working with sex. She had a customer, she comes to me and I'm kind of like, I don't pay, f uh, we have a different relationship and I find it kind of, I find it kinky that she talked about it and stuff. My problem was that I felt after some time that she rather want to make money than spend time with me or rather right. want to be with uh, her sugar daddies than have time with me. And then I start to get a little bit. My boyfriend doesn't really fetishize my work in any way. He's not really interested in hearing about it. Um, I can still talk to him about it or tell him about my day and he doesn't mind, but it's not something that excites him sexually. But what he does really like is he likes how empowered I am. He, he enjoys that. So that you have control and deal with your sexuality in the way you, you have full control over. He finds that fascinating. Okay. And that, that I'm doing something that I love because I want to do it and I don't put up with any bullshit about it and I reject the stigma around it and yeah. So your family also know about this, not only your boyfriend. Yeah, I don't have parents in my life, but I have um, I have two children and they know about it. They're a little bit older. They're 12 and 16. Um, their dad knows about it. Anybody who's important in my life knows what I do. The term sex worker was coined in 1978 by sex worker activist Carol Lee. Its use became popularized after publication of the anthology Sex Work. Writings by women in the sex industry in 1987. The term sex worker has since spread into much wider use, including in academic publications, by NGOs and labor unions, and by governmental and intergovernmental agencies, such as the World Health Organization. The term is listed in the Oxford English Dictionary and Merriam Webster's Dictionary. Okay. Is it like uh, you have a lot of regular customers, or how is it to. You are working at home? And you, you bring in new people into your apartment. Uh, you never feel threatened by these people. You ever were in threatening situations? Or is this, this such a small percentage uh, that uh, with people being violent or having a bad intention, why they would visit you? Um, I feel pretty confident in my ability to um, screen new clients. I do have a lot of repeat clientele. Um, the majority of my business is repeat clientele, um, but I feel fairly confident in my ability to screen my clients. And to be honest, I've had worse experiences with men outside of the industry than within it. That's what people many times when they are judging prostitution and they're like, yeah, but if you go on the city and meet some guy there, what's what's the difference? Many times people, well, I, I think actually people going to a sex worker, for example, already have an idea what they want from the first place. What I they want to say is a very big difference from working like you at home in a safe space or in the in a bordel or in a club 
than working on the street. I think most yeah. most bad things are happening with street uh, uh, sex workers. Yeah. I'm just having anxiety for humans in general. So I'm like, I would think more <laughs> like if you work in a position where where you don't have all the rights uh, available, it can also you can also not maybe don't have that kind of safety that you need to do such a serious work as sex work, for example. So I'm, I, I don't know if I would have dared it. Was like, but you, in Canada, you have, because you do something legal. So what kind of uh, protection? You have some kind of protection network for prostitutes and stuff that work, especially someone you can contact if you need help and stuff like this or? Yeah, I'm like, I, I, could, I could report anything to the police if I needed to. Okay, sure. so that, well, how is, I still don't understand, it's the same in Norway now, that uh, prostitution has been legalized for, for the women or the men doing it, but you cannot, you are doing some, something illegal by buying. It makes no sense whatsoever. No, yeah. and, and it's, it's a little bit because sex is so attractive. I can understand, like, I've been attracted to prostitutes, I've been attracted to many different types of way of seeing sexuality, but I also know guys that never, that have a really difficulty to getting attraction from women, for example, and they go a place with, with where they know that this amount of money can give you this kind of experience. It's a very like, it's like standing with the weed. They're like, hey, they, you, it's a hair, but you can't smoke it. Kind of like, it's so attractive. <laughs> and the sex is more attractive. No, it's like, it's such a primal instinct to make it forbidden. It's also like kind of, I, th I think it kind of forced people that shouldn't be criminal into criminality. That's, well, that's where I see the problem there. Because you, yeah. you, you, you are so attractive. You are like having all this like, there's the wonders of the universe to present to these people. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, uh, if I do it, I can get in jail. So what is the punishment? If I go to you in Canada and I'm like, okay, I, I want uh, an hour with you. And then during that hour, the police are just busting down the door. What happens to me? Um, I don't even know what the actual, I, I don't think that there's a lot. Uh, I don't know because I haven't heard of anybody being prosecuted for buying sexual services. I literally have not heard of that happening um, at all. And I don't think that it is happening. Um, the police, we have um, in my local police, we have a human trafficking division and they are in contact with me. They know about my business and they have no issues with my business and they're not interested in arresting any of my clientele. They're only interested in arresting um, people who are trafficking or people who are abusive. So mm. it's somehow you are free to do your work and uh, the people coming to you don't get harassed so like by the in police. In actual or... practice, it's not, it's basically as if it's decriminalized for the clients. It's just on the law books, it's not. As long as you don't have friends that have the same occupation, sharing a flat, for example, would then right. be a problem. Right. So, exactly. So, why do you think we need sex work in the world? Why, why, why is it a necessary thing in our societies? Is it a necessary work? You think? Uh, I think it's absolutely necessary, and I think that just the fact that it's 
it, it exists everywhere and it's existed throughout time. Um, they call it the oldest profession for a reason um, because it is, it is a very um, common need for people to have uh, human touch and human intimacy, uh, sex and otherwise. And there's uh, a lot of people who don't have um, the ability to get that without paying for it. That doesn't mean that everybody that comes to see me can't get it otherwise, because I would say actually it's quite the opposite. Um, but, uh, but human intimacy is a legitimate need. And, um, and I think that people will always, always, there'll always be a demand for it. So do you think uh, sex is a human right? That should everybody has the right to get sex? I don't think that everybody has the right to have sex with whomever they want to have sex with. I very firmly believe in consent, but I do believe that it should be um, decriminalized for people to pay for the services. It's much the same as paying somebody to massage you Uh, like a massage therapist or paying somebody to cut your hair. It's just another psychiatrist. No, but if the government, for example, should help and support people that, for example, haven't had sex for 10 years, they go to the government. Okay, I haven't had sex in 10 years. Can you please give me money so I can go and I pay think for the government, a sex worker? Yeah, the government should support that. Definitely. I think they do in some places like maybe Norway, I think. Denmark, I think. Denmark, I think. Thing where, where if people have disabilities, um, I think they do provide funding for that some places. They act like doctors, they have nurses or doctors that is educated both in in sex work and in nursery. Uh, so they have right. like uh, basic medical skills also. And there is, I think like psychiatry and sex work also should be combined because people are like, no, no, you can't touch your patients. It's like, why not? Maybe the patients need to be touched because I think many people come to you as an alternative to psychiatry for just feeling human touch. Yeah, some people definitely use me as a quasi-therapist, for sure. I'm not sure that psychiatrists or psychologists should be able to have sex with their patients because I think that there becomes a power differential there. But... Um, But it's the same with you. You have the sex, sexual I power. I think that sex work can be very therapeutic, both psychologically and physically for people, for sure. And you had uh, some experiences with people that you, you felt you were actually healing during your work or? Yeah, absolutely. And how, how did you felt that? Um, I've had clients who um, have broken down and cried when they're with me. Um, I've had uh, clients who recently lost uh, a spouse, whether to divorce or to death, and they don't, they didn't feel ready to date or try and do any kind of hookup, but coming to see me was a way that they were able to have that, that physical and emotional intimacy with somebody without worrying about playing with people's feelings. And they were able to open up to me in the same way that they'd be able to open up to a therapist. Um, and I've seen it be very therapeutic in that sense. 
I usually tend to work on Christmas Day every year because my kids spend the actual Christmas Day holiday with their dad. Um, and there's a lot of really lonely people, especially immigrants, that don't have family around during the holidays and everything's shut down during the holidays. Um, and I've had quite a few that have told me that, um, that they were feeling nearly suicidal or feeling incredibly lonely and, and that I basically helped them in that regard. Um, so I've seen that quite a bit, actually. You're always giving me the dickens, acting like life's no easy pickings. So just as long as we get by, the devil with the devil says I. So you're afraid of old man Satan, so why don't you stop your hesitating? You're gone a long time when you die, Lord, the devil with the devil says I. So you may have your social teas and bingo for your fun, but all the things that I like to Sex work uh, can be 
therapy. No, I know people in Berlin. I know people that work more with sexual therapy and tantra and using it actually as a psychological way to help people to get over traumas, to get uh, over problems with being touched or be able to touch and to be close and and combine that with sexual energy. So, yeah, for me, it sounds that you are a very good um, sexual worker because there is also bad sexual workers that don't really know what they're doing and they're only thinking about the money, but they are not so professional. Yeah, yeah. you can hurt people also <coughs> when you go to, if you go to a sex worker and they treat you like a piece of shit. But that, it's the same with any situation in life. But if you pay for something, you should kind of get a good product. No? So that you have to be nice also when you visit a sex worker. You, have to you think there should be school? Maybe now when it is decriminalized, do you think there should be educational how to be a good sex worker? Yeah, schools for sex workers. That's where I'm thinking you could have this thing with bo both therapy. You study both psychology and sex work, or you study like uh, like uh, gymnastic and sex work, or philosophy and sex work. Like combine different things together. So like, oh, I want to go to that philosopher sex worker where I can really talk about like why sexuality is uh, criminalized and stigmatized in our society while we make love. Or oh, another question is there? A, there's a lot of things going on here in our heads. And another thing is that is there's like this Yelp website or whatever it's called where there's re uh, re reviews of uh, sex workers? That already exists, yeah. There's review boards. Um, unfortunately, the review boards tend to be um, some of the, the not-so-nice guys that are looking to feel a sense of power <laughs> by um, tearing down sex workers a lot or... Um, feeling like they they have that that balance of power where they get to rate us or things like that. But um, I'm not sure that I think that sex work uh, should, I don't think that it's a substitute for actual psychological therapy. Um, and I think that it can be dangerous when people, when people use sex as uh, uh, as a vice instead as a way to numb their feelings or as a way to distract themselves from their feelings. I think that can get dangerous. Um, like drugs in a way. That's when you kind of see a lot of sex addiction or that kind of end of things. Um, and I don't think that sex work has to be um, providing an emotional service to be valid work. I think that sex work can simply be a transaction of money for a sexual service and that that's just as valid as somebody providing um, emotional labor. So what is a bad sex worker for you? Um, I wouldn't feel comfortable describing it. Like, I don't, I think... Any sex worker is a valid sex worker. Um, it can't be like you can't I mean, treat someone really <laughs> shitty. Like if if you're like uh, okay, I go to a sex worker and they and they don't they just take my money and don't give me what I want. It's like another person can give me a really good feeling. It's the same with any kind of occupation. Again, in any occupation, you have a quality, good one or not. Or quality check. I would think I would be like because you could be like a dildo tester on the internet to test dildos. I can go around because she says like yeah, it can be just trans 
Furring money for a sexual service. Nothing that, more than that. Nothing more emotional. Nothing. I just uh, want this for this. I agree. And then and then I'm like, okay, how good did I get? I want a blowjob. How good was the blowjob? One to ten. I must be allowed to rate right, it. But it's the same as any service provider, right? Sometimes I go and get my hair styled and I don't necessarily like the quality of the work that was performed and the way that I handle I They still provided the service. They still deserve the money for the service but I won't return for their services in the future and I'll go see somebody else. Yeah, and you, might, and you might write a review on the internet. It's matter, sometimes it's not even a matter of um, that the quality of that worker sucks. Sometimes it's a matter of chemistry too. So, uh, the base, believe, yeah. so basically it's about honesty. Like you make a, a commitment, okay, this is what you get for this amount of money and that's the deal. Right. Yeah, that's and anything I, else is just a scammer that's not necessarily a proper sex worker, exactly. right? If somebody's taking your money and not providing the service, then they're a scammer. So right. better get over this that you just want to try different people all the time. Find yourself a, a sex worker that you like and become a regular. I think maybe that's better than... I and there's, there's some clients who are interested in finding one regular that they have a good connection with and they want to just continue to see that person. And then there's some people where their whole interest is that they get to have a variety and try different things and they might see several ser service providers and only see you once and they might enjoy your service very much, but they're just looking to have a wide variety of partners. So it's like an artist, a sex worker is like an artist. You go to an artist and you're like, you, you can like it or not, but it's a work of the artist, you know, like one artist doing that, right. one person might not like it, another person might like it. So it's really difficult yeah, actually to judge it. Of course. It's very subjective, yeah. So another question for you, do you have, have you ever, uh, visited a sex worker yourself i haven't no there's I'm, no sex workers for women almost <laughs> why well yeah there's not a lot of like it's not a very lucrative business for a straight male for sure um i did consider in the past um seeing a female provider just because i thought it might be nice to experience it from the other side and just have somebody that's there to provide pleasure for me. I'm bisexual, so, um, but I just never, I never did it. And right now I'm in this relationship and we consider it monogamous. Um, we don't count can't you like maybe for his birthday or something be like, hey, I got a friend uh, with me. Let's have a threesome. He's not even interested in that. No, he's really? Just, wow. Yeah, no, he's very, monogamous and loyal in that regard and how would you feel if he visited another sex worker um within our relationship it's i would not be interested in him doing that um but he he has no interest in having any other sexual partners but, outside of our relationship but, but, but then you can understand maybe like many women are concerned about sex work because maybe they are used to be able to use their sexuality to have a little bit control over the guy, to get the guy to do a little bit as they want. And that was like the power women had. And then the guy has enough money in his pocket, so he's just like, fuck you, and go out like, I'm gonna visit my friends or something. But it's like, you go to a sex worker, you know, like that's where sex workers, overlap. you don't think sex workers are like, 
taking a lot of guys that that was like, okay, they should behave a little bit more at home to get fucked by their wife. And because you are there, they're just like, fuck that shit. I'd rather go and just do whatever I want. No. <laughs> I, I, heard, I, heard, I heard a place here close to where we are living. Actually, there was a town and the women get uh, kicked out, the sex workers, because they took too much of the money from the salary. And this is poor communities and they really need the money. Yeah, this is a true story and, from close to us, actually. And in the end, uh, women went on the street and kicked out uh, sex workers. They said, okay, This is in enough. Mexico, yeah. This is in Mexico. They were like, mezcal enough, that's the alcohol they drink. So it's like, they spend most of their money on alcohol. But then like, okay, now we got a bordello. Now we got a whorehouse there also. So the guys don't have nothing more. They just lose it on alcohol right. and women. And they can't stop themselves. Uh, and then you can be as a woman. You can be like, yeah, yeah but have a little bit more structure and the, control over your fucking dick. But I can't have it. The problem here is mainly that the women doesn't have their own salary. They're depending on their husbands. And therefore, when the husband goes to the sex workers or drink their mezcal, there comes very little back to the house. See, and I think that's the core of the issue. And them spending money on sex workers is only a symptom, right? Yeah, because I think it's a symptom of monogamy, because I think in the perfect society, we shouldn't have like uh, sex work is the fundament of capitalism. Actually, I'm not I'm thinking sex work is great. I think in the world where we live by money, for sure, you should be able to buy sex. Also, it's one of the primal things you should be able to do with buy fucking water. Come on, people buy whatever <laughs> we have to buy stuff that is like necessary food, water. It's okay, we have to buy sex also. But I think like in a perfect society, we should all just serve each other like and not have this like you are mine I, I own you so there we're like okay I have more than you I have money so I can have all this power and I can show off with it it's also connected a little bit to the oh, value sure. of our I body hate, and I hate capitalism and especially late stage capitalism I think it's an absolute scourge I just know that I live within a capitalist system, and so this is how I survive within it. Yes, would but you, I would love to see the end of capitalism, absolutely. Would you do sex change? No, like sex sex uh, work exchange? <laughs> yeah. For potatoes. For like potatoes, oh, I want a kilo of potatoes, or oh, I need a television, or I need someone to fix my water in my house. Sure, I could see myself like within a society that like a, a communist type society or something, I could see myself saying, okay, here's my strength. Here's what I have to offer the community. Sex trade. <laughs> They're my needs. And yeah, for sure. It's fair sex trade. That's what we want, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, because I would, I would, I would do a lot. Then I would be like, have something concrete to work with. I would be on the internet, it's like, I need you to paint my house, and I fuck you. I'm like, mm, do I have time for that? <laughs> well, yeah, I do think I can push in some hours painting house. You know, it will really generate me to actually do something for the community and not just sit there and like, oh, how can I make all this money so I can have total control and then I can just buy myself yeah. all the women I want and stuff. I actually have to go out and do something concrete, and I help the person. That's such a beautiful society. Maybe we should put up a website like that, Leona. I think there is. <laughs> there, there is, I heard actually in Mexico, in the F, there is a lot, it has become quite popular, this exchange of sexual services for uh, another service. 
I mean, I think it's been popular since the dawn of time. Yeah, that no, was the beginning yeah. of sex. That was the beginning of prostitution. It was like, okay, here's a banana. Okay, here's my vagina. Okay, let's like this kind of stuff, you know? And women. Well, we I'm pretty sure that's that's just marriage in ancient society, <laughs> right? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, what's your most like? Do you have any bizarre? Uh, like uh, experience with your work, something that really blew your mind, some person that really wanted something really weird, or everything is like the the idea about uh, prostitution is pretty like normal. It's just kind of normal people who want like normal sex. Well, I mean, there's always people that have um, fetishes and stuff. the The service that I offer is very like vanilla i guess you would call it i offer a very basic straightforward service um and what is called more like the girlfriend experience where it's more about um the actual intimacy as well as the sex but i don't offer a lot of um i don't do a lot of fetish work but there's definitely a lot of fetish work in sex work it's just not some not a service that i currently offer My most interesting client that I ever had that was a fetish client was um, somebody with a balloon fetish. So <laughs> he, he enjoyed me riding him while blowing up balloons. And then when he was ready to climax, he'd let me know and I had to let it go so that it would fly around the room. Oh, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> that's entertaining in itself. You know, that's like, that's when you yeah, are like, no, you get it. That was for free, that one. Yeah, like, no, it was like, I had my time. I don't need money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely fun to have something outside of the norm. That was um, that was way back in the day when I worked in the brothel. But yeah, he was a very nice guy and it wasn't anything that very, like it didn't bother me to do it in any way. It didn't gross me out in any way. So I was happy to offer that. And he was a very nice client, but. But yeah, I don't offer a lot of fetish stuff now. But do you um, kiss? You ki you said you did like emotional stuff. So you do kissing? You do yeah. kissing and your boyfriend don't feel anything weird with that? No. He knows, he, he, he knows that it's a job for me and he knows that I'm completely... Um, loyal to him. I don't, I don't have... I don't entertain any thoughts or feelings um, for my clients. I'm able to connect with them while they're with me and then they're not on my mind at all. I'm not interested in them and I don't look at them as possible partners in any way. You feel like an actor or something? Because I see that in Hollywood and stuff, people have to do kissing scenes and really like intimate scenes. And many times they don't get judged the same way as prostitution. Even that many times in those kind of movies, it seems like people get really much more emotionally involved than pure sex work that many times or the person that doing sex work would not uh, kiss, for example, or not go into those kind of emotional states because those kind of emotional states are even where you feel you're an, yeah, act, you feel you're an actor or you act it or it's actually coming naturally from you. Um, it can come naturally. Sometimes it's an act. Sometimes it's definitely an act. But for the most part, it's not. It's um, it's it's that I have the inability to really separate it, I guess. 
people without the connection existing outside of the time that we're together. You and her have a little girl talk because I need to go and pee. Okay, I have a question. Do you do you ever said uh, turn down a client after he showed feelings for you, like real feelings? He wanted to be with you and. Yeah, um, it doesn't bother me if they feel or they express that they have actual feelings for me. I have a lot of clients that say, I love you. It's not something I'll say back to them. I won't say I love you because I don't love them. <laughs> But um, as long as it doesn't cause them to step over any boundaries, then that's okay. As long as they can manage those feelings without it interfering in my life then that's fine i've had a couple of times it's very rare but a couple of times where they they started showing um signs of jealousy about my other clients or signs of um just constantly pressuring me to to date them and in those cases i just tell them it's not going to work anymore and i send them on their way Okay, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> What are your favorites? Like, do you get favorite customers yourself? Like, oh, this is my favorite customer. Or they uh, are all the same, like, oh, they're just customers. Well, the things that make them my favorite clients are just, they're not like anything about my emotional feelings for them or anything. It's just... The ones who are really respectful of my time, the ones who um, who tip, <laughs> ones who um, don't ever push my boundaries or sort of exhaust me, those those are the ones that tend to be my favorite. Okay. The ones where it's easy to talk to them, it's easy to provide a service to them, and there's no bullshit outside of that. Do you get horny from uh, being a sex worker? Yeah. Because that's what I heard also a lot of times, to actually get excited from able to sell their own bodies. And that yeah, somebody want it and want to pay for it. <laughs> um, I definitely can find it very empowering personally sometimes. I find it... Um, exciting to be I mean a lot of times they treat me like I'm a goddess they treat me like they're just absolutely in awe of me and that's very validating in a really shallow way <laughs> well it sounds kind of nice no yeah <laughs> like I hate being objectified outside of my work I don't want to be objectified when I'm walking down the street Um, I don't want to be objectified when I'm interacting with men online or just in general life. But it's but being objectified is kind of a part of the job and I can enjoy it when it's um, consensual in that way. Do you dress up specially sexy when you do your job or you come in casual clothes? Um, I wear lingerie. So... For work, it's pretty much um, just lingerie. Um, and then uh, unless they've requested like 
every once in a while, somebody will be like, can you just wear jeans and a t-shirt? Cause they just want to feel like I'm like they're dating me or something. Um, and I'll do that. But for the most part, I'm wearing lingerie um, and not for long. <laughs> it comes <laughs> up pretty quickly. Um, and then outside of work, I'm very, very casual. I like, I'm a slob outside of work. I like to be comfortable. So it's a lot of sweatpants and leggings and that kind of thing. So you, you play, a, it's a game. You're like, uh, you're paid to play a game and uh, you're a good actor or not a good actor, but you can put yourself into a situation where you feel emotions for the people you with. I have that experience with Fuck for Forest, actually, that I can make love with people in the moment and feel really, really connected to them. But the idea is like, was to make pornography for saving nature it was not about creating a relationship or something like that. So I can understand that kind of exchange of energy somehow and uh, you never you, you you ever feel like drained sexually and you need holiday and stuff if you go on a holiday or it's a work yeah, that can I, drain you. I take a lot of days off and that's one of the good parts of this job is that I can work uh, on my own schedule so if I really need um, some time off I take it and um, I don't tend to feel drained from the sex so much as I, I do get drained sometimes from the emotional labor aspect of it. That part I find more draining. So then, then you do take it very seriously, it feels for me that you actually want to give people an emotional experience and that's more important for you than the sexual experience even because that's like how it's like something that really you need to present while the sexual part is just like, okay, just have it then. Yeah. I mean, the, the sex is a small part of it generally with my clients um, and in the service that I offer. It's definitely about the um, the intimacy, which includes the physical and emotional aspect. And I kind of feel like, I don't feel like I'm so much acting usually so much as I like, I am able to embody for temp uh, like temporarily embody somebody who is very emotionally connected to them. So I guess it's kind of like like method acting, <laughs> like where they actually feel like they are that role that they're playing. You, Leona, you, you wanted once, I remember making Lady of Pleasure in Berlin, you wanted to work with sex work. How did that go for you? Would you maybe need like, would you be happy for like a resource? Like is it some resource uh, place on the internet? So like, I want to be a sex worker, but I don't know how to do it. Would you need a place like that or? No, I had enough friends in Berlin that actually could have helped me around and give me advice. But I guess that would be something that would be nice to have. You know, something like this? And a website where it's like, I want to work with uh, sex work, but I don't know where to start and I need advices. You know, any like resource on the internet to search for this? Uh, there's, there's subreddits that are dedicated to sex work. That I think is the biggest place. You know, Reddit, the website? Yes. Reddit? yes. Yeah. So there's a couple of subreddits. One is sex workers only. So it's, you have to be a sex worker to post or comment in that sub. But then there's one that's just sex workers. And that one you see clients and sex workers posting and commenting. Um, but it's a huge resource of um, 
information for sure. Why did I you? I wish that I found it a long time ago. <laughs> to be honest, I I learned everything that I know um, the hard way <laughs> through experience. Sometimes so. that's the best way. Also, the hard way you can't yeah, really I mean, learn it, from it, my it internet forum. It's not something that can fully be taught. It's one of those things where you have to you have to have the hands-on experience and and learn to get a feel for things. Uh, I think one of the hugest things with sex work is that you really become a good read of people very quickly. Um, you start to see patterns in people's communication styles and things like that. So I feel like even just with a very brief text exchange with a potential client, I can get a really good sense of what that client is going to be like and whether or not there's somebody that I would want to see. Um, so there's a lot of psychology then. Like, it's a lot of psychology then you learn yeah. a lot about people. So why, yeah. did, why did you choose this line of work and not just doing uh, pornography that seems a little bit safer than prostitution um i just have no interest in pornography i i don't feel comfortable as a performer i hate being on screen i hate being even doing pictures and stuff is something that i have to do it for my work but like for advertising and stuff but I hate doing it. I just don't feel comfortable or natural on camera. Um, and I don't like, like for me, it it is very natural. I've always been a very sexually active person and, and somebody who can connect with people one-on-one -on -one, um, very easily. And I, it feels like I'm using my natural skills in my work and I would not feel that way doing porn. I respect it a lot. It's a lot of work and it's hard work, but it's just not something I'm comfortable doing. Um, also, most most people who do porn are actually making the majority of their money doing escorting on the side. Uh, yeah, that's the <coughs> new modern world, right? Yeah, but there's also camps. Not money, well, mm. not money in porn anymore. So. No, and before in the old times, they didn't really want prostitution inside the porn business because they wanted them secluded for that. But now it's the opposite way. You're working with yeah. escort, and you are working on the second side with porn. So how is it with the? I know like prostitution in some societies before in India, for example, and other places also that had like sacred prostitution where some woman was dedicated to the temple to come and be worshipped mm -hmm. as the goddess. And then I see like right. also uh, through time or through I've been meeting many people working with sex work. And when now when I talk to you, it almost feels like you're you're kind of like made by nature to do this work somehow do you think that's you, you, how i feel yeah. i've never done anything else where i felt that sense of this is my purpose i very much feel that in my work i i have bad days i have shitty days or i have days where i feel really frustrated with the interactions i have but um overall it's the most fulfilling work that i've ever done and it feels very much like my real purpose and it's funny that you said that about the sacred prostitutes because y if you'll notice on my twitter um account my my banner photo says sacred whore <laughs> and that's no, I, how I, 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 I didn't see that I feel like i feel like 
sometimes I'm providing a connection between the man I see and the divine. <laughs> basically. But you're also a voice, you know, you're a, that's why it's so beautiful to talk to you now. You're a voice for sex workers and that voice is very needed. Uh, it's very needed to take care of these people that works with pleasure and works with body contact mm -hmm. and some of the most essential uh, human uh, contact we need. Uh, we, 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 we praise up cooks for making beautiful food. We praise people for building beautiful buildings. We praise artists. Why can't we praise the sex workers? You know. So I have two questions in the same. It's like, what would you say to to people working against sex work? And what would you say to a person that sits at home and really feel they want to go to a sex worker but don't dare to because of stigmatization from the society? Um, so to your first part, I would question what the the, their reasoning for being anti-sex work is because there are people who are anti-sex work with different motivations. Um, for some, it's a uh, religious or moral hang-up, and that's one thing. Um, but then you have people um, like who would identify as feminists who are anti-sex work because they see they struggle to understand the idea that anybody could be doing this work consensually and they see all sex workers as victims. And to that, I think there's a real cognitive dissonance that's happening where they, they don't grant bodily autonomy <laughs> to women in the industry. They, they are saying that they know better than women in the industry, what they actually want or how they actually feel. And I think that that's very, um, it's a very fucked up mindset to be able to think that you're a feminist who wants freedom of choice for women. And then to think that you know better than other women of what's best for them. Um, think when, when people are coming at it from, a lot of people conflate tra trafficking and consensual sex work. They don't differentiate between the two. And I think that when that's their motivation for being anti-sex work, I think it's just important to educate them about the actual statistics and what the actual facts are surrounding that. Because decriminalization, decriminalization of consensual sex work actually serves to help fight trafficking and help uh, save trafficking victims. Um, Amnesty International, the World Health Organization, the UN AIDS, they all um, promote and support the idea of full decriminalization of sex work because of what has been shown to actually happen in terms of making it safer for sex workers, making it safer for clients, and helping um, to rescue trafficking victims. Mickey was a sailor, Mickey was a jailer, Henry wore his pants too tight and caught it from a feather, Stacy drove a trailer, Linda preferred Heather, Julie stayed up late at night dressed up all in leather, Randy called it get her, Randy meant to measure, Kathy cut it way too quick and quick before it led her, Tina tamed a tether, Gina blamed a beggar, Alan pulled it here and there until it spun its gender. 
People just are very uninformed about it, and they're they're reacting with a very visceral reaction to something because of the buzz around it and what what they think without knowing the actual truth or facts. And I think that there's I think that it's important to educate people on that. Um, but then there's some people where it's very much just a personal moral thing and they're they're not necessarily going to be swayed by any sort of facts it's how they feel and they somehow believe that how they feel should um should drive legislation <laughs> which you see that um especially in the united states you see that outside of sex work as well yes um, I, I don't like to see it so no one should see it i don't like it i don't like cars so like i don't right. like pollution why do i have to see it <laughs> like sex right. work consensual sex work is a honest work where you will hurt the people that really try to do this honest good work by trying to make prohibition against it and it's true what you say you will open up just like the drug right. also when you make something forbidden you will open up everything for the underground scene. And that's just it. Statistically, criminalization of sex work doesn't doesn't lower the rates of sex work ever. It's never happened anywhere. It's never worked. And it's the same with the criminalization of drugs or the criminalization of other things. And then when you're looking at the issue of trafficking, human trafficking, that exists in other industries as well that in, it exists in um, agriculture, that exists in domestic labor. Um, yeah, maybe your shoes made is made by that, you know, the uh, that slavery you're so against, many of the computers right. you're using. People don't give a shit about it if it's not about sex because it's so unmoral right. and so bad right. to and do that. Where they're trying to fight the trafficking by criminalizing the consensual work. Um, so yeah, if people really are concerned about trafficking victims, if they're concerned about exploitation of workers in the industry, then the way they can actually fight that is through decriminalization and, and giving 
a voice to exploited individuals so that they're not afraid of um, of prosecution if they are if they seek help. Um, but I think it also very much is tied in with the criminalization of migration. And um, as long as migration is criminalized, then there's going to be undocumented immigrants who seek underground ways of making their money. Um, and they don't have a lot of recourse if they're being abused or exploited. They, they can't turn to the state for help. The other issue is that the state is very often the ones abusing uh, these sex workers. So um, any kind of regulation by the state just seeks to increase abuses like by the police of um, the illegal sex workers. So if you criminalize street prostitution, then then those people are being abused by the police. And that just increases exponentially the more marginalized those people are, whether they're undocumented immigrants or part of the LGBTQIA community. Um, they're just more at risk. Uh, people of color, women of color, they're just more at risk of, <clears throat> of those abuses. So that's why sex workers um, are fighting for decriminalization, full decriminalization over legalization and regulation. Because when you have legalization, you kind of create a two-tier system because the, the, the barriers that, that people have um, in order to meet the regulatory standards means that the more marginalized of those workers are not going to be able to meet those standards. They're going to still be illegal sex workers and they're going to face further abuses by the state. The other issue is that if you're giving people a, a criminal record for doing sex work, you're making it harder for them to have a job outside of sex work. <laughs> If you criminalize somebody for sex work and they get a criminal record for doing sex work, then they're gonna find, and they want out of the industry, then they're gonna find it harder to, to, to land a, a reasonable job outside of the industry because you've given them a criminal record. If you're, fine, if you're giving people fines, monetary fines, for say solicitation on the street, then they have to do sex work to pay those fines. So it just it just really becomes um, a negative cycle, and it doesn't do what people think it's going to do, which is reduce sex work in any way. And it doesn't help people who want out of the industry get out of it. Your uh, second question. No, wait, wait for the second question. Wait, wait one the second question. I have like a, <laughs> I wanted to ask something well, there, like a, because if you if you are exchanging sex for other things than money. Is that in, how is that like, like like for example many many I know many women for example that fuck guys for for a place to stay and some drinks and some dinner and they are already planned that in to their like okay I do that and uh, I get all this shit but the guy I probably expect uh, some sex in the end of the night and that's all part of the package is that prostitution. Or is it just this like, okay, I give you, because then prostitution is actually a much more honest thing. No, that's like, you get this for I this amount. So. I think the more straightforward and transactional it is, the more honest. But I mean, 
And and then you see like the the sugar baby, sugar daddy kind of. A lot of sugar babies like to think that they're not prostitutes, and a lot of sugar daddies like to think that they're not engaging the services. Changing the works, calling it something cuter. Potato, potato. It's all sex work one way or another. But I mean, in general, a lot of, I mean, that's what dating is for a lot of people. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what I want to get to the point. Like, okay, I'm getting free dinners or I'm getting gifts or I'm getting whatever. I don't know. We're all exchanging services all the time with each other, no? Like we're exchanging all kind yeah. of energy and ways of thinking and exactly. sex is a part of it. No, it's, it's funny that society has the right to come in and say what, how you can deal with your body. It's like how you want to exchange your body for what, in what moment. It's like, okay, you can exchange it for a, a ticket for the cinema. No one gives a shit. But if you're like, oh, I exchanged it for like $10. Oh, it's like you're a fucking whore. <laughs> right away. Like, if you look at like say a construction laborer or a miner um like they're they're using their body to provide a service that they're being paid for they're you know it's it's all the same shit it's just when as soon as sex is involved it, people get all weird about their morality but it's great to love your job though that's where i think it's different for like from a good sex worker to a bad sex worker is is if you really like your job but it's the same in any job you know if i sit here and do bipolar circle and i hate doing what i'm doing i will stop having the energy of actually want to do it and i will maybe yeah. give a bad energy out you know so it's a little yeah. bit like if you're a sex worker and you don't like what you're doing then maybe try to change your work you know, but if you have another work that you hate and you think like, oh, I might make faster money on sex work and I actually like sex a lot, maybe change your work to sex work because it's a great work. Many times people don't do the thing they feel like they want to do, no? So it's the same with that person sitting at home now, want to be like, oh, I want to go to a sex worker, but I'm afraid of how the society will stigmatize me. Or I'm a person who wants to work with sex work. I really feel excited by the idea, but I don't dare to do it because I'm afraid of being judged by my friends, family, and the society. They're both right. people who would like to experience this on both sides, but are stopped by some idea about what's okay or not. I never saw myself as a sex worker. I saw myself more like an activist for nature, a sexy activist, maybe. But according to Wikipedia, I'm definitely a sex worker. Yeah, sounds cool. I guess all for forest activists are, according to Wikipedia, sex workers. Maybe there should be like the eco-sexual workers or the eco-workers or <laughs> sexy eco-sluts or something define us in a better way as we do not really get paid for doing erotic content, sexual work, idealistic sexual work. That is what Fuck for Forest is about. So I never really was a sex worker. Well, now I did sell my pubic hair last week and I do some live camps for friends time to time. Yeah, okay. According to Wikipedia, it's right. I'm right now a sex worker. Cool. Um, well, I think somebody that's looking to become a sex worker they do have to accept that the way things are in our society currently um they are taking on a lot of stigma and 
if not stigma, then a lot of the burden of secrecy, right? Mm. Um, and having to hide Double life. Uh, their work. Um, it is a lot. It's it's not for everybody, and not everybody can handle that. I personally have a very fuck you attitude. I love <laughs> that. Way. That's that's a great. It's like I don't think the double life is a solution. I don't think it's good for your right. mind. I don't think anyone should leave different no, personalities stressful. to different people in different it's surroundings. It's very stressful, yeah. and it also carries the risk of being blackmailed, right? Um, exactly. and, and I've seen that happen to people. I've seen people be blackmailed um, about having their work uh, revealed to their loved ones. And mm. that happens a lot, especially with things like OnlyFans and stuff. There are a lot of women who have had their lives ruined by vengeful people, mostly men, that um, have set out to... Um, fuck up their entire life so it's it's a huge burden to carry and not if I, you have the fuck you attitude not if, if you're like i'm proud about <laughs> what i'm doing i want people to know it and i like that it provocates people's mindset because it's good for people to think different about it and if i can be proud with right. my voice you're really like a voice for liberty and if there's people out there that has that attitude and still don't do sex work please come we need like strong sex workers going to put that dick or pussy in the face of society and say this is my body <laughs> i do what the fuck i want with it and i'm proud yeah. about saying that and it's so beautiful right. that you are having that attitude and i don't think sex work is for people that is afraid of judgment it's the same with fuck for forest i'm trying to say that more and more to people now it's like Don't join our project if you're afraid of how your family and friends will judge you later. If you find that funny and you will be like, hey, I'll send a Christmas card to my family and friends with a naked photo of me saying like, <laughs> support Fuck for Forest, Merry Christmas. Okay, there you go. That's the type of attitude you need to be able to not get this, get fucked over right. by this because But it's a very heavy it subject. Takes an, it takes an incredible mental fortitude, I think, to have that attitude. I think it... Because I do get a lot of backlash. I, I do get a lot of backlash, um, like on Twitter and things like that. Um, but I just, per I don't internalize that. And I'm able to not internalize that, I think, because I've done so much work on myself emotionally and psychologically. But uh, they the bully you? People have bullied you on have Twitter? Like write shitty comments and stuff about your work or...? all the time really How i you... get i get so many hateful uh private messages i get so many hateful comments really? but it's, have, have... it rolls off my back because those people's opinions don't matter to me at all have you ever like have ever an angry wife knocked on your door no no That's, cool. <laughs> no, that's like a movies and stuff no no it can't happen you know like uh, if uh, the guy get like pressed where were you I'm gonna, you're gonna tell me where that woman is now and it's like yeah, duck, duck, duck. yeah that can happen but it happens seldom I guess it hasn't come up for me um, hopefully it never does not good <laughs> but again I don't take personal responsibility for anybody's relationships except my own um, 
if people choose to betray their spouse by seeing me for my services, that's that's on them. Because I have personally, I have a problem with that. Like if a guy flirts with me and he's like, we're almost in bed and then he tells me like, oh, I have a girlfriend. That totally turns me off. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. Not that, not that he has a girlfriend, but that he's lying to his girlfriend. Oh, that, yeah. that turned me totally off. She, she right. has to know that he's like, okay, you can have a girlfriend, but you, I can talk to her later and she will have no problem with this. Or not tell me. Like, either way, if you're telling yeah, me, but, that but then you... prostitutes are for, Leona. Prostitutes are for going yeah, when you don't want to tell I people. I know, but... It, but how I think that's wrong also. <laughs> that's back to that free love thing again. People shouldn't fucking control each other. But it's like, prostitution will naturally... I promise you, like, in our Fuck for Forest apartment in Berlin, we had just people naturally having sex in great orgies that never would do it to, together if we wouldn't have set it up like that. And then I'm like, ah... It's just about like sharing this stuff. And because everything, because you're in a fucking repressive relationship with someone that bitch at you all the time, you're just like, God damn it, I just want to have sex with someone who's not evil to me all the time. <laughs> so then you go to a prostitute. Because you know? many times sex workers are not really categorized as a woman in that sense. They are not a threat to the relationship. No, some I know, I know. for example, the woman that was uh, visiting me that I was a lover with from Korea, that was visiting Manzana Podrida, uh, that made uh, Fuck for Forest with also, she she told me that she was super monogam, but she will allow her boyfriend go to a prostitute. Because she was like, I understand that sometimes I can be tired and I can't give him enough of that sexual attention he needs. And then I would be a, pro uh, a professional, I would handle. But that he goes with another woman, I wouldn't be able to handle. So I'm like, yeah, that's a cool girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, anyway, yeah, I, believe in free, I believe in free love though, but <laughs> still I believe in the, still it's cool that she give that possibility. It's like, okay, I can't massage you tonight. So go to a professional massage person. Okay, I can't fuck yeah. you to that night. Go to a professional sex person. You know, <laughs> I, I find that beautiful. But many people are extremely also jealous at prostitutes. And that I find a little bit weird yeah. because it's not very often uh, sex workers do fall in love with their clients. No? But it do happen. People have seen Pretty Woman. You know, that was my education of sex. <laughs> that was my education of sex work when I grew up. I have that relationship too. I tried to like flirt with sex workers my whole life and never found that love. You know, it was like my most close relationship when I actually dated a sex worker was a total catastrophe. <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> struggling psychologically about the values of me as a man, the values as a, as a woman, the woman's body's value, my value, you know, like I'm like totally <laughs> fucked up. I see that you as a woman have a lot more possibility to play around with certain values that I, not being a gay boy, would... <laughs> be able to do so then I'm like yeah I I have to sit down on my knees and pray to you as the goddess and if I come to to, to Canada one day I will visit you and but maybe you can teach me more but it has a lot to do in history when like here in Mexico a lot of women do not earn so much money so it's a way out in freedom also if you want to be a sexual free woman and independent and you want your own life and not be depending on a man this was the only yeah. way out yeah but here, here i think it should be more control here you have like uh, a lot of really beautiful girls on the street that is just there because they need money for their uh, child because they don't have any social service whatsoever these people don't want it and then you have have escorts in oaxaca and stuff that gets a lot of money for going out with you eating that is like a um, higher level but then i'm seeing all this 
this uh, cute girls on the young girls on the street standing there that I'm not looking so happy and I'm pretty controlled by the the, the like the mafia and, and what stuff. I'm saying is that you also have a chance in a rich country like Europe Canada as a man you should also be able to be a sex worker as there is a, yeah definitely a, definitely women has got so uh, got so far now so we have money we own salary we could also pay for sex that's true it's more and more women that actually would pay for sex in this uh, westernized countries and I think more and more things like that should be available for women and here in this country where we are now we have to work with better social possibilities that makes the people that want to do the work do the work because it's enough sex workers like what we saw with fuck for forest also it's not enough horny people out there that would like to experiment to collect money for nature we don't need to push or manipulate or try to control people to do that it's just a natural element in reality and it's enough people that is comfortable with their body and and sexuality to actually do good sex work because they feel like i want to do this work and then help those people that don't want to do that work to do something else it's a different much more different complicated situation here in latin america than it is in for example a richer country because in a richer country many times the people who choose sex work chooses like could still survive they could still get some money from the government or something that they're like nah I would rather want to have more or I'd rather want to work with this than working in a cafe or sit in a fucking office somewhere. So it makes naturally people choose their work, you know, they're not forced to do it. Okay, uh, that was a lot of blah, blah, blah for me that don't really, I never was, yeah, well, I am a sex worker. I am uh, more like a green prostitute. I fuck for forest. So if it's any beautiful woman out there listening to me now that want to save nature with me, I'm available from Mondays to Fridays, uh, anytime, basically. And Leona, now in the end, we are kind of ending. I don't know. Do you have a last word for our listeners? How can all... Uh, because I think maybe prostitutes or sex workers like us also that is doing green sex work. I think you as a sex worker also should try to promote uh, uh, like a green erotic uh, attitude. So maybe like what do you think if uh, all sex workers will start to give a small percentage to to ecology or to starving children or some ecological or social work and then show society like, yeah, but we do participate in something. You think that maybe could well, be a I way mean, to, to integrate sex work in society? I mean, I personally do make a lot of uh, donations to various organizations. Um, yeah, I, 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 and back um, when the Black Lives Matter movement was really big, um, like last summer in the US, I actually traded um, topless pictures via my Twitter account. I traded topless pictures for donations to Black Lives Matter organizations and raised, um, I think, just under 16,000 for the Black Lives Matter movement. But then I also personally, um, just from my own income, I make, a, I always, I have uh, a number of charities that I routinely donate to. The crazy, the crazy thing with this is like we have experienced also, and I know sex workers in Denmark where they is pretty liberal with sex work actually. So the mm -hmm. the prostitutes in in Copenhagen, uh, they all. Um, went together when it was a collection the the country do this yearly collection i think they collected money for for some uh, social work in some poor country and then all the sex workers decided for one week to give 
I think they gave 50% of their salary or something for one week to that cause. And people in the political scene were starting, to, were talking about, can we accept this or not? And this happened with Fuck for Forest also. Many people don't want to take the money from us because it's dirty money. While they would mm -hmm. accept money from big commercial industries that really hurt people that in poor countries, free. for yeah. example. <laughs> so it's like that shows how stigmatized sex work is. Like, okay, sex workers yeah. unify to try to do something social. We want to do this for free from our own pleasure, basically. And society says, no, your money is not good enough. It was made from having sex. So we can't do any good with that. I think that I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think that it's absolutely wonderful that 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 they wanted to make those contributions and that they selflessly were giving that. Um, and I think anybody that would hesitate to take that money to fund those things is it's absolutely ridiculous because yeah, like you said, big corporations and things like that are able to make donations. They're also able to use their money to lobby government for, <laughs> for favor and legislation. So I think it's absolutely bullshit to not accept those so contributions. Sex workers unite, let's lobby the governments in the big countries together. Let's like make a more sexy, uh, beautiful future all together. We can take over the world together, all of us sex workers together. So that's the thing, like uh, <laughs> let's all unify now in the corona time when we can't go out and just randomly fuck people for money or forest. <laughs> then we have to unify to try to make our strength to when uh, things are opening up again, we can uh, just take over the world with our sexual energy, no? Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. Sure. <laughs> great. It's been beautiful to talk to you. It's been so great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. Uh, continue to have an amazing uh, sex work birthday. Yeah, like spread those uh, sex cookies to all those birthday hungry small kids out there. And uh, love you so much. It was beautiful to have you with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, so my conclusion is that sex work must be one of the best works in the world, no? It definitely sounds like that, no? Yeah, working with pleasure, working to give people like uh, positive experiences. I can't understand why people want to make that forbidden. It's, it's allowed to buy cars, you can't buy you can't buy a sexual service, but you can buy a car. I'm I'm pretty sure that cars have more violence and more pollution connected to their production. No, I mean we're talking about it's not all sex works that's illegal. For example, working with cam shows is totally legal. Telephone sex is legal. Making pornographic movies is legal in most places and in the world. And helping fuckforforest.org is legal because we're an activist erotic. Uh, social sex work group we do social sex working social ecological sex working say like ideal 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 idealistic sex work exactly so for you out there that is want to do sex work and you want to do something for the planet or for starving children or whatever you can put stuff inside your vagina or put your dick inside other people's body openings to do social work for the planet. So you don't need to think commercial about it. And then it's legal also. 
Or it's legal in most places of the world. It's legal as long you don't uh, get paid for it. And then I will uh, say then um, that um, I got to the best conclusion that uh, if you have uh, someone that want to pay for sex, you pay each other a little bit. The person that offers sex get paid a little bit more. And then both are sex workers. Yes, but this is only applying in the Canada. Yeah, and in Norway, also in Sweden. And Sweden. In many places where sex Actually, work is legal, but buying sex is not. And it's not so many places it's like that. Though. No, but I feel scared for that because women have an intense, uh, like, a kind of mag magnetic impulse on attracting me. So then I'm thinking, like, okay, I get to a point where I get ugly or uglier and more, like, asshole-like. And then, oh, I want to fuck me. And the only way I can get fucked is to pick fucking strawberries for a couple of weeks to to pay for sex and then i'm like uh, yeah what well, well, if it's forbidden i know i will become criminal if i'm unfucked so it's all about like okay girls please if you're out there flirt with me now a lot and come to me because if i suddenly uh, we don't have a lot of money now. Or for you that listen to Bipolar Circle, uh, can you please go to bipolarcircle.podbean.com and give us a small donation so yeah, I, in the future, can have some money for sex workers to keep myself a little bit more happy. And in uh, not too long, there will be a new podcast uh, here on Bipolar Circle. Yes, we have realized that our life stinks and entertains people sometimes. So we will try to talk a little bit about more what we are doing. So we will uh, keep the birthday show going. We will have uh, uh, random birthday parties for cool people. But we will also do more like, uh, yeah, talking about our destroyed dreams and uh, ideas and visions that just went up our own ass. And you can also call it our day, our diary protocol of our life. Yes, so stay tuned, please. Uh, be part of Bipolar Circle in the development. We will also do live shows. So, uh, yeah, if that frustrates you, go to the street and beg for money and then later you can buy yourself uh, some piece of ass or... Uh, a vegetarian burger, I don't know. Whatever you want, the world is for you. Go out and enjoy it. And happy fucking birthday to all bordellos and prostitutes and all sex workers out there that is part of uh, providing a very important service in a society that is uh, pretty much controlled by capitalism. Making a lot of people more happy in their daily life. Yeah, so a happy bordello birthday. Happy birthday!